Hello, I am your cryptid friend, Eddie, also known as DJ Space Abuela, or just Abuela, or whatever you want to call me, it's show. On this episode of BFF.FM's Para BFF, we explore the fact that some things just feel too well-placed for 2020. Let it be the ghost that lives in your family's guest room turned office. The sounds on your roof that don't sound like a raccoon. Your digital COVID-19 love interest who turns out to be an aspiring American psycho. Your teeth start to crumble because you are too scared to see the dentist. Or your favorite indie musician releases an album that feels like it could have been written during 2020. But no, anxiety and ghosts were not something new to Sad 13. This interview was conducted the same week Sad 13's new album, Haunted Painting, was released. Thank you and enjoy. You've been into the weird and high strangeness. Like, where did that all started? Yes, the, I feel like all the albums are are ghosty. Um, I've just always liked stuff along those lines. I think I grew up liking movies that were creepy, or you know, I remember reading like. My my mom's brother had an Edgar Allan Poe short story collection that I remember, like, inheriting when I was, you know, seven or eight and really liking those kinds of stories. So I've always liked creepy things, ghosty things, um, campy ghosty things. And this record is just the one where I was like, let's go all out with that aesthetic. And it's, like, a little too perfect for 2020, but it <laughs> makes it even better, like, the synchronicity of it coming out now when we are all remembering the ghost of a good time i know i can't believe i made a song about not wanting to go out when now we just can't go out but i did read that more people are reporting paranormal experiences in their own houses than they used to i guess just because we're all home a lot more and more in tune with whatever ghosts might yeah, and our with energies us. are so heightened and we're just probably also creating poltergeists it's possible yeah. like i i would believe it but like i've gotten extra into the weird lately because i'm just home all the time and now i'm like i don't have to work i can just read books about ghosts and like <laughs> witchcraft and how to tap into my psychic abilities i'm like great let's do it that sounds wonderful i feel like i've gone kind of in the opposite direction where in the past on tour i always wanted to try to visit haunted places or if we you know god forbid are staying in a hotel i'd be like let's try to stay in a haunted one <laughs> um and now that i'm home all the time i've had like no interest in watching scary movies I'm like too my like adrenaline is too sensitive or something no. because of the stress yeah. of the pandemic. So I'm like if I try to watch a scary movie now, I'm like, why am I immediately having a panic attack? But that's No, I couldn't watch a single scary movie until I feel like a month ago is was when I started to re like watch them again because I was twenty twenty is its own scary story. What did you come back to scary movies I with? I wanted to watch the New Yorona, like not the American one. Mm-hmm, it's I heard amazing. it's great. Amazing. And like my brother had told me about it. And I'm like, I still had my Shutter subscription. And like my friends and I started a film club. We were just like watching films weekly, but then that like went from monthly because 2020. <laughs> I feel like we all got so overzealous about like weekly hangouts right at the start of this. And now yeah. I'm kind of like, eh, I'll talk to you in a month. <laughs> I do really want to see it's that though. amazing. It's more on the thriller end. That's fine. I love like psychological horror thrillers. Yeah. What I really can't do is like jump scare stuff. That's the kind of stuff I can't watch in person, like in theater. 
I can do it, but I have to like put someone's hand in front of my eyes. Not even my own hand. Like whoever's with me is just, I will be I hiding behind I try not to watch them. horror films in theater. Like unless I know the premise or like it's more I want to support the like actual director. But mm-hmm. like when This Is The End po- came out, I went to go watch it with my coworkers and was not expecting a jump scare. And I literally just screamed, like popped out of the chair. And what was the jump scare for anyone at home? A demon who may came to out in a window, you know, just like a demon. This is the end. It's about the end of the world. Just a bunch of celebrities being killed, which is a little therapeutic. Yeah, but it's like a yeah. comedy. And like you expect it to just be funny. I'm like, I love dark humor. I love, like, campy horror films. Like, that's my jam. Same. Jump scares are tough, though. I like, when I'm going to see one in theaters, I tend to not like going on opening day, and I'll wait till a couple friends have seen it who know what kinds of things I have trouble with so they can tell me, like, okay, when you get to this scene, that's when you want to cover your eyes because that's when the scary face jump scare is coming. So I'm thankful I have good friends who look out for me. I need to, I need to like start documenting these things with my friends. I'm like, please tell me because I want to watch it. But yeah, a blog with like timestamps of where the jump scares are, so that you can hide. Yeah, just like how they had them for boobs. Yep. You know. Yep. I want that for jump scares, and I want it for snakes, and then I could watch anything and be fine. Yeah, and also, like, when animals die. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, of the killing of animals, fictional or obviously real. Yeah, haunted stuff. I'm wearing ghost earrings. You saw that for a second. They glow in the dark. Oh, yeah, they were, they were cute. I liked those. I just ordered some, um, like, creepy jewelry for... One, there's like one, I've really been avoiding doing any kind of live streaming thing. It's just like a, a headache to me. It doesn't, I don't know. It's like not fun to me, but I'm doing one that I'm, I figured out a way to make fun. And, um, the two bandmates who play on the Sad 13 record, so and Audrey and I are all going to do like Halloween costumes for it. So I got some like skeleton jewelry to wear and like a demon outfit so i'm i'm pretty excited for that to to come in the mail this week that's already perfect yeah i love some creepy jewelry yeah and like halloween is never canceled and i'm kind of just very upset with everyone who's saying that i'm like i never really even enjoyed going out and getting drunk on halloween just wear the costume in your house. That's the best. The best part is when you are dressed up in your house and your costume looks perfect. And you're taking selfies That's, and the lighting's perfect. And you can order some candy in the mail. Yeah. You can order all the candy you want. Like you don't have to worry about getting too drunk or. Or dealing with the drunk people. Drunk people on Halloween are the worst. I personally, I feel like I wear Halloween-y type accessories all year round but (laughs) no i do too nice i don't have i'm not i haven't been home for halloween and i have no idea how long but it's been a while my partner and i's anniversary was like a week ago and last year we went to like a haunted hayride and um corn maze and we picked up some pumpkins and here's a good haunted riddle for you so our anniversary was was last week so it's been a year since I picked up these pumpkins that are still totally healthy and fine. <laughs> I've had mini pumpkins not go bad for a entire calendar year. What explains that? Pumpkins have some superpower. They're magic. I have pumpkins from last year too because my family grows them because we just grow everything. But they don't go bad, but then I'm still scared to cut them open. Oh yeah, I wouldn't like cut it or eat it. I guess that's probably why they've they've lived so long. But I'm like, I could get new pumpkins, but I still have these 2019 pumpkins. They just draw on them. Yeah, could. There you go. Just make them spooky, you know? They're already pumpkins. They're already spooky by nature of living this long, like in my little apartment. <laughs> They already have that super, like, I think that's why we put, like, faces on them, because we know if we don't, 
they'll live forever. Mm. So we cut them open. It's a way of exerting power over them. Yes. You know, take out all their guts, make curry, whatever you want to do with it, and then they die. And you feel better. You know, American culture. Yeah. That sums it up, kind of. Basically, that's like all horror films, right? You rip out their guts, put a face on them. I think that's actually the premise of a lot of horror films. <laughs> I know that you released the, like, your not your last video, but the last, last video. The one that... The vampire you know, one? No, the, the Skypey friend request one. Oh, yeah, that was the most okay. recent one. There's another one coming out this week, but that... The recent one. As far as things that are in the world today, 6.19 p.m., <laughs> Monday, September 21st, uh, that that's the video for Hysterical. Which is inspired by friend requests. By, sorry, what? By friend requests, right? Oh, um, by unfriended. Unfriended, see? Friend I'm like... request is another one that I think I saw also similar theme of like a Facebook ghost. <laughs> There's a, like, that movie was ahead of its time, even, like, because now people are making movies again like that. Like, yeah. Rob Zombie released one. There's one that... What's the one that just came out? Is it called um, Meeting? No. I think there's, it's a, there's, like, a Zoom... There's a Zoom horror movie yeah. that came out that I have not watched in quarantine because I heard it's too scary for me right now. Yeah, it, it has way more jump scares than um, Unfriended. Unfriended is, like, goofy, and all of the violence is really silly. It's very watchable, even if you can't really deal with scary things. Yeah, a good one for that, like, now, is maybe, like, The Babysitter. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. I heard that's good, though. It's funny. It's, like, smart. It takes very similar tropes and, like, un untangles them just like scream does and i know we both love scream so love important. Scream. so important yeah i need to watch the babysitter I, I feel like i'm like you said a month ago you could start watching scary things again i think i'm back in the place where i can watch some scary things but i've just been like like i've been re-watching all the muppet movies <laughs> like i'm in that kind of very childish mode right now um, yeah i have a and- comfort show right now and it's mainly um Summer Camp Island. Oh, is that it's animated, right? Yeah, it's a cartoon just about an island where magic is possible. So that there's looks like cute. it's super cute. There's ghosts. There's like werewolves. There's Bigfoot and Sasquatches and just magical witches and all these like folkloric things that I'm already like. I know I'm, like, obsessive already, so it's perfect. And it's sweet. That sounds great. That's, like, the Scooby-Doo genre of of ghost shows. It's so sweet. (laughs) And the movie by Rob Zombie, the new one, is called Host. Host, that's what I was thinking. What did I call it? Like, request or something? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I need to watch that. Video? Yeah, it's it's good. Like, they do all their stunts on their own, which is perplexing. And the fact that it's based now makes it more terrifying. But I feel like it, it's supposed to be in the pandemic. Yeah, like, they haven't seen each other or left ah. the house because of the pandemic. And they do a seance. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I feel like ghosts would not want to mess with Zoom. They just don't care. Yeah. And, like, also don't focus seances, like, virtually. That should be IRL. Like, you need to see what the other person's doing because I don't trust people. It's about, like, collective energy. Yeah. Collective energy and respecting the ghosts. And if somebody just, like, is a dumb bitch, you're going to die. Apparently. Well, I have not seen Host yet, but I trust you. I did go, I went to one um, drive in movie in all of this, and I saw, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it's another like screen life type movie where they go to the, um, the Cecil Hotel 
in LA, which is like a famous haunted hotel that various serial killers lived at. And there were a couple of like famous deaths there. Um, and that was kind of fun. And it was fun to get to watch. I like watching stuff like that yeah. on a, a, like a huge, like an actual movie screen. Cause I feel like with so much tech stuff, because you're far from the screen, you can't, it's like hard to pick it up unless you're either on a computer or watching on a big screen. So it was fun to go see that. Let me see what it's actually called. I feel bad. While Sadie finds the name of that movie, we will sit here or walk here or do what you'd like here and listen to her single, Ghost of a Good Time by Sad13. Enjoy. Chasing the ghost of a good time Chasing the ghost of a good time Girls come on over Too loath to twist and shout Got rose haze for the nightshade And some bubblegum for your pal RSVP to be not going vlogger and it's really it was really silly and fun i am noting this because i need to know about all the spooky stuff in the world are you in, you're big in, do you like alien stuff i feel like i i definitely believe they exist but i just like don't care <laughs> i like alien stuff but it's just like i've also been reading the mothman prophecies like 
it's one of those books you really should read because it does connect. It connects aliens and ghosts and hauntings and poltergeists and Bigfoot and the men in black. Yeah. All of it. Because, like, in places where aliens are coming out, there's also a bunch of poltergeist activity and there's also a bunch of... Everything is connected. And The Men in Black, yeah. the movie, is based off true stories. Really? Technically. So sugar water is a real thing that the aliens like? Maybe. Like, <laughs> they're told... There's accounts where they're talking about how these men in black are like, they look like they're not in real skin. Like there's someone in something else's skin walking all crooked and like a little drunk and not being able to speak. And I'm just like, men in black is based off true stories. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like my favorite childhood movie. <laughs> my, um, my friend Johanna Warren, who's another artist on my label, Wax9, is really into kind of generally like things that are mystical or occult. Um, Johanna does a lot of like plant healing and herbal medicine stuff, but is also into like alien stuff and mm. um, told me that a lot of times when people have like alien, I might be getting this wrong. So, cause I feel like I, I tune out, I tune out a lot of alien <laughs> stuff unless it came to me from Johanna Warren. But, um, that when people see spacecrafts or abducted, that owls are something they often see in like the days prior to alien encounters. And, yeah. um, I went up, I went up and saw my mom not so long ago and she lives really in the middle, like a very rural area in the middle of the woods. There's constantly weird animals out and about. Um, I've seen, I've seen wolves that have been like killed by bears where the bears like will peel off the face skin of the wolves. It's like really in the woods and there's lots of weird wildlife stuff. And so we were up there and her, um, going to sleep, Dylan heard like scary owl sounds. <laughs> I can't even do an impression of what it was, but it was like, my mom came and listened and she basically was like, it's owls marking territory to one another, but it sounded like out of this world. I thought it might've been owls fighting. Um, so after that, my mom kept putting on different, this is like after midnight, she's just listening on YouTube to different kinds of owl recordings, trying to figure out like what kinds of owls it could be. And if you've never like sat and listened to owl sounds for a long time, it's pretty creepy. Um, so I was just kind of like, please stop playing these. Like I'm getting upset. Um, and the next morning we had all had really, really weird dreams. So I'm convinced that the owls were just, it was a, a sign from the aliens. We all had weird dreams because the aliens intercepted it with their owl sounds. Uh, and that's my very, very loose alien <laughs> encounter for September 2020. I heard some weird owls and they gave me strange dreams. Owls are probably the most terrifying of all animals. They, I like them. I think they're cool, but they sound weird. So they sound weird. The folklore around them is like interesting because even is there? in native, well, even in a Native American folklore, they're usually either a good omen, yeah, like they're seen as good omens, but it could also be like a sign that something bad is gonna happen. Oh no! So then it ties in with the alien thing, and it is a very common thing where aliens, aliens. I'm like air quoting this i'm like i don't know yeah. are they aliens yeah. maybe they're ghosts maybe they're just fucking owls but like they come as usually white owls well it's funny like the owl that we heard you know you, you know what an owl sounds like but it was like the long yeah. like uh kind of tremolo like ooh, like i wonder if that's where people got like that as a ghost sound <laughs> maybe Maybe all, like, haunted stories originally started out with a fucking owl being stuck in their house. Owls are just pranking us. Because there are some owls that look like 
literal mythical creatures. They're very strange. And their heads can go, like, all the way around. I feel like that's where we get, like, possession. Like, the exorcist maybe came from just owls. Like, there is a theory that Mothman all along was just a giant-ass owl, but those big owls, I can't remember the name of them exactly, but they're, like, huge. They're mainly in South America. And, like, very... Big owls? What are Very giant owls. Look it up. They're huge. I'm just, like... Giant South American owls. Owl. That's not snowy owls. Pretty big. There's like barn owls themselves are freaking huge. Oh, the harpy. The oh harpy owl. I'm like that might be Mothman, but it's not. Oh, it's scary looking. (laughs) It's. Its feathers are so interesting. For the people who aren't looking at this owl listening, I'm looking at a picture of a man sitting on a tree stump next to an owl that is, like, bigger than the man. I guess it's technically a harpy eagle. Yeah. It just looks a lot like an owl. It looks it's like very a man strange. in an owl suit. And I'm just like, every time... His face! Ah... It's really funny. Wow, I love it. Well, I hope I meet one <laughs> One someday. day you'll meet a harpy owl. Yeah, the article is, is that a bird or a person wearing an owl <laughs> costume? <laughs> Who knows anymore? Uh, but there's like cases where people thought that Mothman was just an, a giant owl. But then there's also so many Mothman cases like throughout the country and even in England that who knows anymore? It might just be an alien. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if these came from a different planet. Like, there's even theories that, like, ghosts, Bigfoot, Mothman, aliens, they're just creatures from another dimension crossing in and disappearing. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Or Bigfoot is just a ghost. Is another thing I've heard. A ghost of what? An ancient animal that's been dead for centuries. We don't see nearly enough ghost animals in media. We don't. It's like, you know, we're we're animals, so if we we're have so ghosts, self-centered. I yeah. Mean, like, come on. Animals some have ghosts. Theological BS. Yeah. And it's but also, my favorite thing I learned this weekend. It's not my favorite, I learned a lot. <laughs> One of my favorite things. I learned that the ape, like the gorilla, was once a cryptid. The gorilla was considered a cryptid? Yeah, no one believed it was real until they found That's it. That's interesting. Right? Because, like, in the end, all a cryptid is is an animal that hasn't been discovered yet. Huh. I never knew that. So when were gorillas designated non-cryptid? I don't know. I guess now they were cryptids. I think, like, they thought they were extinct for a minute. And then people were like, no, I totally saw saw one in, like, the woods over there. It's, like, real. Like, look at it. It's right there. Interesting. So, I never knew. you know, maybe Bigfoot is just a freaking weird-ass animal that we guess haven't discovered yet. And there's a lot. There's so many things. Yeah. I know nothing. And it's scary and wonderful. I think we should just, like, acknowledge we all know nothing. Yeah, wow. I just looked this up. They didn't until 1847. Of course, only when an American missionary shows a skull and some bones does science officially recognize the Western lowland gorilla. That tends to be how anything goes. But you know what? People who actually lived near gorillas, I'm sure, knew that they existed. The whole... America only believes something's real until American scientists believe it's real. Like, they need the proof. And they have to be a white man. Yeah. Very important. If you're not Mm -hmm. a white man, you better have a white man to take credit for all your work. Or else no one's going to even acknowledge it. I'm just going to go ahead and preemptively believe in all the cryptids 
just because I don't trust American <laughs> white men. <laughs> Which is, like, a lot of these cryptids, too, like, they're part of Native American, like, cultures and lore. Yeah. And... Which we have done a lot of work to stamp out like in this here continent. Who are most of the ghost hunters and like cryptozoologists? White men. I don't trust them. I went and stayed on what is it called? There's like a haunted boat just north of Anaheim. I think it's called the Queen Mary. And I went Sarah Tudson from Illuminati Hotties and I yeah. went and stayed on it, like sort of when we were in the middle of finishing up the haunted painting album. Or maybe right after that, but we were working on some other project. Uh, and we were like very respectfully going around, like just like talking to the ghosts in a very like calm and friendly way. Like, thanks for letting us be here. Like, this is a beautiful boat that's your home. Like, thanks for letting us stay here. And while we were walking around doing this, we also saw like some kind of like young white bros, <laughs> like seemingly trying to antagonize the ghosts. I'm just like, that's not the way. They're either not going to interact with you or you're not going to like what they have to say. Like, if I was a ghost and a white guy was screaming at me, I would also push that white guy. Like, of course I would attack you. How dare you? I'm dead. Let me rest. Yeah, I can barely respond to a text message from someone who's like my friend. I can't imagine being a ghost and having people approach me with you know, aggression. <laughs> just unnecessary screaming. I'm like, why? Yeah, just calm. There's no reason. Indoor voice. Come yeah, on. like, I'm trying to sleep. Like, I've been dead mm -hmm. for years. Haven't seen a white man since yesterday, probably, because if it's a haunted <laughs> attraction, there's going to be a lot of them. And I just, like, want to chill. Like, let me be dead in peace. Yeah. Just let me be dead in peace. That's why, like, I fucking love watching Ghost Adventures. I think it's so stupid. The what is it? Ghost Adventures. What is that? It's like the longest running ghost hunting show ever. <laughs> With, like, Zach Baggins, who's like this little, he's this buff nerd. That's what he is. He's a buff nerd. Oh, it's Travel Channel. Um, okay. I think I've seen yeah. this before. But yeah, they it's the classic. Do they, like, antagonize the ghosts? They antagonize ghosts and call everything a demon. That's why I don't watch it. I just don't care for... I feel like it's not respectful. It's not. Like, there's one... There's only one show that... There's a couple shows that are not, not terrible. Like, there's the only ghost hunting show ever that's all black. Like, ghost hunters. What show the is... The Ghost Brothers. The Ghost Brothers? The Ghost Brothers. Yeah. Well, I will add this to my to my yeah, list. Yeah, and Kindred Spirits is like the one show where they'll literally get mad at ghost hunters for screaming at people, like ghosts. Good. Yeah, like don't let that ghost hunter come to your house again and scream at these like these old people. They just died. Like they're confused. <laughs> like let them breathe. Yeah, I'm not into the aggro ghost hunters. I feel like you should be coming to a ghost with respect. They've seen a lot more than you. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like some ghosts that used to live there that both died and you like took down their favorite art piece that they made about their love. Like, they just don't want that to be gone, you know? Like, let them have a thing. Respect them. Like any kind of communication. Yeah. It's a two-way street. You gotta come with an open heart. Like, you don't go around screaming at your roommates, do you? I'm like... I hope not. Well, I don't have roommates <laughs> for that reason. So they don't scream at you or you don't so scream at them? So they don't scream at me. I don't scream at them. And it's like a perfect situation. I actually, I mean, this is, let's get, we could get a little dark. Uh, I mean, I ha obviously have had a lot of roommates in my life. Um, and one of the few like ghost encounters that I do think I've had I had a roommate um, pass away while we were living together and he died in the apartment. Um, and it was a whole, like, honestly, tremendously frustrating and sad ordeal with the just the landlords because we wanted to move out and we're not allowed to break the lease. Um, 
But my roommate, who was like a really funny, great person, I feel like was, you know, having died there, whether or not his like spirit stayed there, I feel like he was pranking us in the weeks <laughs> after he died because there was an alarm system that was just utterly like disconnected, not set up, had never done anything wasn't engaged and after he died it started like going off at weird times when we were all like sitting around talking and maybe like feeling kind of sad this alarm would just like go off in the apartment so I always kind of felt like ah this is him messing with us because (laughs) he knows how like sad we are that he's gone um so I have had roommates and I think I've even had a ghost roommate you've had both yeah that's perfect like, not that he died, but, you know, that he showed that he still cared about y'all. It felt very, you know, whether or not it was just an alarm for whatever reason deciding to malfunction only after my roommate died, um, it did kind of feel like a nice gesture from him from, from the beyond. It's a comfort thing. I hope his ghost isn't listening to this like, oh my god, it was not me. The alarm was just short-circuiting. <laughs> like, why do you always say this? But, uh, yeah. I feel like even if he is listening, he's probably just going to be like, it wasn't me, but I like that you think it was me. Yeah, he he would have enjoyed it being attributed to him, whether or not he, he was responsible. The loveliness of possible ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any ghost experience I've had has always been like that, where I feel like it's uh, a positive interaction. Yeah, same. Like, my mom's house my mom's like house we grew up in mexico 100 percent haunted they have freaking like caskets in the walls whoa it's like a very so who's there we don't know there's some caskets we literally like they've been there since before my parents like my mom was born so i don't know how long they've been there <laughs> for a while yeah and they what kinds of experiences have you had there like my mom has stories about just like always feeling like somebody was sleeping in the bunk bed with her but like I used to always go to one specific room like I have a like short like the first short story I wrote in college was about this because there was a picture of my aunt who had died way before I was born but I always just really loved sitting in that room and talking to that photo that's nice and like my grandma's house was always kind of falling apart and it had like little trinkets like dolls of red eyes for some reason and like that little painting always brought me like it was my only safe spot in that whole house and also one of the ghosts definitely like trapped my bully ass cousin in the bathroom after he made fun of me so that was incredible so the ghosts were looking out for you yeah, they knew. They knew that I, I could, like, sense them, or at least wasn't a bitch. <laughs> so that was nice. Nice. I'm like, thank you, ghost. Hope you're doing okay. Aw. Like, hope you bully those cousins still, because they're still assholes. Yeah, it takes a village. Gotta, you know. A village of ghosts. Reframe that bully behavior with the help of some... Manners ghosts. <laughs> a polite ghosts from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would hope that all ghosts are beyond the grave. And you never know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they could be astrally projecting from inside the grave. I guess that's probably how it works. Yeah, sure. We know nothing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but, okay. Back to... <laughs> Haunted painting. Yeah. What led to that specific name and like the artwork? Because I know haunted paintings are very much a prevalent thing in like ghost culture. Scott, they're weirdly not as prevalent a thing as you would expect. Because yeah. the the backstory of the name is that I saw this great painting in the Frag Gallery in Seattle. It's just a portrait of a woman. Uh, she's a dancer named Saharit it just has a very creepy look to it and she kind of if you look at Mm -hmm. there's a lot of photographs of her because she was sort of a well-known dancer she kind of just has a creepy look to her she's very beautiful but she's got 
enormous eyes that are kind of sunken in in a certain way that she just like looks a little bit possessed in a cool way. Um, so it's actually, I thought it was like a very stylized portrait, but it's actually just kind of how this woman looked. Um, but I was really captivated by the painting and was like, it's a haunted painting. Uh, so I, of course I kind of was like, this is a great title for an album and looked up just in, in quotation marks, haunted painting to make sure no one else had titled something this. And there's a couple things that pop up. There's like a, you know, someone trying to sell a haunted painting on eBay and um, some stories like that. But you would think there'd be more about, you know, ghosts trapped in a painting. There's kind yeah. of not not a ton of stories along those lines. But there are, like, the haunted baby paintings that, like, burn houses down. Yeah, but it's, like, not proven. There's just not... There's not as much as I thought there'd be. Oh, look, if I Google haunted painting now, my picture comes up. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> Alongside all these, like, really creepy paintings. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, the, so the it famous fits. one that's, um, the hands resist him is, like, the one that pops up the most. Uh, and kind of had become a meme because it was, people tried to sell it on eBay with the description of it being haunted, and that was sort of, like, the selling point. But it's, like, it doesn't really look that haunted to me. It's just, like, children Adore. in front of a... A glass door. But they would come out and you know, get stuck in it. It felt very goosebumps. Is that what it was? That the, the kids I come out of the painting? It. it doesn't even say why. Like, it became more of a creepy creepypasta. Apparently, the, the char- one of the characters threatens the other character in the painting, causing him to attempt to leave the painting. Like, there's no proof yeah, for evidence it of was- this. It was like a thing in like 2010, right? Like, I guess I remember it being big then because I ended up writing a short story about it. Oh, interesting. It looks like it, it went up for auction on eBay in 2000. Um, the the Haunted Museum in That's Zach Baggins. Vegas bought it that's the guy something? from Ghost Adventures, yeah. That's who it is? Okay, so that's, he <laughs> okay. he bought it. I had a good, fun Natalie Wood experience this year where I woke up at like three in the morning and the TV had been turned on to like a documentary about Natalie Wood. Spooky. (laughs) I just woke up with it like blaring at a high volume. Uh, So I think it was Natalie Wood trying to to tell me who murdered her. Yeah, she's just like, you should no. look me up. Like, you should come go visit me or something. Write a song about her. There you go. Well, it was a part of the documentary that was like breaking news, like new developments <laughs> in the Natalie Wood case. So I was like, what? The, what is my, what is the ghost in my house trying to tell me right now? I need to solve this case. It was Christopher Walken, like that creepy voice. I don't, I don't want it to be him. I don't think it. They, they they don't think it was him, right? It was her. Husband they think it was something? her husband, which would make sense. Yeah. It always is. Come on, your innocence may die, but the ghosts of all your anxieties will live on forever. Mine, for instance, are immortalized in the thumps and the crashes that you hear when I speak, constantly seeking a break. My own ghosts, but also all thumps might just be my jubby self or something else I don't spend too much energy on for a purpose. Let's take a musical break with Sad 13. Here is a single WTD. From the very haunted, haunted painting. Sent from ladder to shoot and go. 
like the whole theme is like not the whole theme like it's you use the ghost tropes and like the paranormal tropes throughout it but it's a lot about just reality and the life we live in and how spooky that is yeah i think that previous stuff i've worked on has grappled with death and grief and certainly it's something that i think a lot about as as many of us do but i think for like this record is about grief and it's about ghosts and it's about spooky things but it's also really about mental health and like having self-awareness about your mental health and taking care of it and i think um a lot of what led into making this record was like having grief but not facing it or processing it or reconciling with it and i think yeah like part of why i think a lot of people at least americans really like scary stuff is because we're so bad at like talking about and processing death that we just like put all of that on to spooky things and creepy things it's the reason people like true crime so much it's like a way to process and think about these things without confronting them within ourselves so for me like a lot of this record is about trying to process grief in a way that's healthy and deals with both like the good and bad of it like it's easy for me to use ghost imagery and tropes because obviously i believe in ghosts and respect them but it's also just like a a real part of grieving like your memories of people are ghosts that you need to live alongside sort of what a lot of the the lyrical stuff on the record kind of came from Sometimes mm -hmm. the ghosts are just your emotions that you avoid. Sometimes it's just your anxiety and your paranoia. But you're never really alone. There's always someone with you, someone protecting you, someone watching over you, someone waiting for you. Don't be scared. Just Open your heart and listen to Sad 13. This is hysterical. You're in it for the fight, right? A lawyer for the gore who can keep on ice anymore. Bring it to the
BFF.FM Podcast Network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. <laughs>